Okay, before I start with this podcast, I wanted to mention that Igor Muskpin uh, passed away this last Tuesday. He was married to Tamara Muskpina and with her he coached so many amazing Russian athletes as the Korean European champions Alexandra Boykova and Dmitry Kozlovsky. So, um, rest in peace, Igor Muskpin. On this episode, Brazil can Cup is less than a week apart from today and so many things are going on previous that event. Also, Gabriela Papadakis, Guillaume Cisagan and Victoria Shilina with COVID? The ISU finally making up their minds about the health of this season's Grand Prix Final. And Riley McIsker strikes against Maggie Haney discovered that today. And also, our topic of this week is about how did I start to watch gymnastics and figure skating and which athletes had so many things to do with that. So, this is episode number one, beginnings in that stuff. My name is Sus and this is Gymnastics. Hello everyone and welcome to Gymnastics, the podcast where I pretend to be an expert on gymnastics and figure skating where I'm just another fan like you. How are you guys doing today? I hope amazing. Today I'm kind of nervous because, I mean, it's my first episode. It's something totally different from what I've done before. Like, I mean, I have a YouTube channel. I record videos constantly, but it's so different to um, speaking to the camera than speaking only to the microphone. Like, if I feel dumb speaking only to the camera, I feel way dumber <laughs> with a microphone. But... I'm going to get used to it and also um, if you don't know it I'm Mexican so English is not my first language but I hope you're understanding everything I'm saying like I mean I think um, I'm nervous mostly because I have the feeling that you guys want understand what I'm saying so well Let's see, <laughs> if you don't understand me, DM me, I, it's so important for me to know. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at, um, at gymistics and at melnikovafan. I have two accounts related to gymnastics, well actually there are like four but those two are the ones that I use. <laughs> okay, so well, if you don't understand me, DM me. It's so important for me to know if you are understanding what I'm saying, or if I need to change something or die. That's it. Well, <laughs> this is my first episode, and when I was planning like everything, I was like, I want to start chill with this episode like i don't want to give that many news i just want to go to the topic like introduce myself and saying what i'm doing this podcast or why did i fell in love with gymnastics and figure skating but so many things happen um both the figure skating and gymnastics community this week um especially in figure skating but there are so many things to talk about uh gymnastics too so well i'm in a place where i need to 
to tell the news, you know? <laughs> so let's start with it. Okay, so Rostelecon Cup is going to happen this weekend, and I'm so excited. I mean, is Rostelecon my favorite Grand Prix segment? No, it's not. My favorite was International France, but it's not going to happen. It didn't happen. It was supposed to be happening this weekend, so I'm so sad for it. But, you know, those didn't happen, I guess. But Ross Telecom looks really promising. I mean, it's going to be like a Russian Nationals 2.0. But, you know, it's good. Russia has so many amazing skaters in all four disciplines. So, well... Uh, yeah, Ross Telecom is going to be this weekend, but there were so many athletes, well, not so many, but uh, a few athletes who withdrew from the event. First of all, uh, Daria Pavluchenko and Denis Kodinkin uh, withdrew earlier this week from the Ross Telecom. I don't know the reasons, maybe injury, maybe someone was ill, I have no idea about that. They're going to be replaced by Yasmina Kadirova and Ivan Balchenko. But you know, I'm kind of sad for uh, that we are not going to see Pavlushenko and Kodinkin, especially because I really like their short program. I mean, I hate <laughs> um, Pear's short program. I think they're so... I don't know. <laughs> the side-by-side -side step sequences gives me anxiety like I don't know why but okay but their sync 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 program was nice like the layout step out at the beginning it's so incredible and that stuff but we're not going to see them if someone is injured or is sick or something I hope a good recovery and good luck to Kadirova and Balchenko to have this opportunity to compete at a Grand Prix segment. Also, in the men's field, um, Arthur Danielian was replaced by Yevgeny Semenko. And Artem Kovalev got a spot to compete also at the Rostelecon Cup. So, it's going to be interesting. The men's field, it's not that deep as... As is the ladies, but it still is going to be amazing. I'm rooting so much for Mikhail Koliada. But let's see what's happened. We don't have any news about Yevgenia Medvedeva withdrawing yet. So there's a little bit of hope of her competing at the Rostelecom. But I think it was Daniel Gleikengauch who said that the most probable thing is that she is not going to be ready. And she's preparing mostly for Russian Cup Stage 5. So if she withdrew... She withdraws this week. Um, I think they're going to send either um, Stanislava Konstantinova or um, Elisaveta Nugumanova. I think it's most probably that they sent Nugumanova because she's a little bit more consistent that... Um, 
Dan Konstantinova, but still let's see what what happens. Uh, either way, both of them deserve it so much. I was watching like a poll of who can compete instead of Medvedeva if she would dress, and those were the options like uh, Nogomanova, Konstantinova, also Valeria Shelskaya, I think that's her her name, the one that is coached by Plushenko. And Maria Talalaikina, I would love totally to see Talalaikina, but I don't think they're going to send her, even though I'm in love with her. Free skate is, uh, I mean, her Malefica, Malefica, Maleficent, sorry. <laughs> her Maleficent free skate is just amazing. And well, let's see. Um, I still praying for Medvedeva to compete because I love Medvedeva. I'm going to talk about her later on this episode, but yeah, hopefully she's able to compete. And if it's not, I think any skater that it's going to take her place deserve it a lot. Okay, now let's move to Gabriela Papadakis and Guillaume Cisaron. Apparently, they're going to skip both nationals and euros because they want to focus on worlds. This was first published on the Twitter account of Paul Perret, who is editor-in-chief of French TV Sport. When the news came out, I was totally skeptical about this. I was like... Until they don't confirm it, I won't believe it, but apparently they confirm it. They give an interview on the keep. But after they show like their motivations to why they want only to compete at Worlds, it totally makes sense. They say that uh, traveling is so risky by now, like... Uh, maybe if they go to nationals or euros, uh, then the border can be closing in and they are not going be able to come back to Montreal where they train and they won't have a place to train properly. That is basically what happened to Yevgenia Medvedeva and because of that she's with Terry now. So yeah, they're risking so much if they do that. So, if they focus only on going to Worlds, if they go to Worlds and then the borders are closed for a reason, um, it doesn't matter at all because it's gonna be the off-season, like, it makes sense, okay? So, now I'm not that skeptical. Also, it was mentioned that they both had COVID uh, back in July, which is shocking. When I first saw the news, I think it was at Yusuzu's account. Meli, if you're hearing to this, love you. <laughs> um, when I when I saw the news, I was like, no shit, really. And yeah, apparently they both had COVID, they were on quarantine two weeks, and now they're good, except that Guillaume can't smell, which it should be horrible, like, I can imagine, but okay, so it's, I'm glad that they're fine now, and if their goal is going to world, I hope they do win, like, I'm totally rooting for them, um, they're my favorite ice dancers, and that's it. Now, talking about people who had COVID earlier this year, um, apparently, Veronica Schillinia 
had COVID like not that much before the Russian Cup stage four. Um, it, it looks like she only trained one week after she ended up her quarantine because she has had COVID, which is surprisingly because I mean to be apart from competition uh, from training. Uh, like I don't know two weeks that it's uh like a typical quarantine is like and bring him back to competition and land a quad toe double toe and another attempt of quad toe is mind-blowing like and she's an obese like you know it's it's kind of not kind of it's way too impressive So, well, I'm glad that she's fine now, and I mean, she's so young, and it must have been horrible, but let's see, I, I mean, if we saw her, like, with only a week of preparation for that competition, what are we going to see at stage five? Like, I can't imagine. <laughs> now, let's talk about that the ISU determined that holding the Grand Prix final as a test event for the 2022 Winter Olympics during this season is not possible, <laughs> which I mean, finally, <laughs> like, it was like the Amiga Te Cuenta that finally realized <laughs> that it was doing things wrong, <laughs> because I mean, the Grand Prix final of this season, it was like, We knew it wasn't going to happen. Like, if they cancel for continents, why are they going to to have, like, Grand Prix Final? I mean, it makes no sense, but finally they realize it's not possible. And apparently they will attempt to find an alternative location and date to replace this test event. But at least it's not going to be at Grand Prix Final 2021 to 2020 to 2021. But let's see what they do. I don't think they're going to head to help um, a Grand Prix final this season, to be honest. But if they do, it it's not going to be that interesting, I, I think. But let's see what they do, to be honest. So, moving to the gymnastics community. Um, it was published earlier this week that Riley McCusker made an accusation against her former coach Maggie Haney aka the buttocks which I don't need to explain that okay um we know that Maggie Haney ha has had so many accusations this year about like both physical and psychological um damages to their former gymnast she's banned now but the accusations won't stop <laughs> I mean um, the transcription of this of this complaint is 17 pages long so I'm going to make a summary about the most important points about this um, the complaint was set on October 28 from 2020 and well Between so many other things, um, it talks about like all the injuries that Maxker has had 
uh, in like since April 2017. Um, and even though Haney knew about these injuries, she did nothing. She just forced her to still training. Like for example, uh, on April 2017, uh, she was she had a wrist injury, and Haney knew about this and she made nothing but you know then uh, between July and October of 2017 she has a hamstring injury again same thing she knew she just forced her to still training and by the same time on August 2017 to October 2017 she had a fracture ice cube and um, she made nothing, the injury was worsened, and those were only <laughs> the complaints of 2017. Like, it's a lot. Then on January 2018, she had an injured foot. Um, Haney made nothing, uh, didn't follow any recommendation of the doctor. And that caused Riley multiple stress fractures. And then on September September 2018, um, apparently Riley McSker was performing a backtuck on the balance beam. And she was distracted by Maggie Haney because she screamed loudly into her ear, which made her fall and injure herself. Like, I don't, it's not a specific uh, why did she scream to her, but I mean, like, how the heck do you scream to a gymnast when she's performing a backtuck on balance beam that is ten, four, that is only four inches wide? Like, I, I mean, how would that have to be a person to make this? Like, I can understand it. Now, um, between January and March from 2019, um, uh, Riley McSker had a shoulder injury and she was forced both to train and to compete with this injury because in March of that year she competed at the World Cup that is held on Birmingham and she was beat by Alia Mustafina. And Maggie Haney was like way too annoyed by the fact that Makuskar lose. But I mean, if you take a look at her bolt, it's scary. Like she almost landed on her face. So I will be so scary. Like, I mean, the thing is that how the people didn't notice it before that all of the situation of the Larry Hernandez happened and that she was banned how no one noticed it before and last the most concerning thing about this um to me is that in June 2019, McKisker was diagnosed with rhabdomyolysis. If you don't know what is this, rhabdomyolysis is a condition that is caused by the um, overtraining of a person. And this causes so many muscul musculature problems 
and it also can affect the kidneys so it's such a concerning condition and Maggie Haney knew about this condition but she did nothing she only forced to continue to continue uh, training like so hard uh, which exacerbated the rhabdomyolysis and caused so many pain to her and why is this so concerning apart from the rhabdomyolysis the concerning thing is that the the date of this is set of june 2019 um usa classics was on middle july and pan american games where um like i think july 25th of 2019 so she competed at two big competitions with that with that eel which is like so concerning like she failed to deliver uh, the all around at the Panams, and I mean it makes so much sense now that we know that she had rhabdomyolysis while all of that happened, and also she competed at U.S. nationals. That it was I think um, on air of on middle or late August. I can remember. She competed at day one, she was doing amazing until her last event during New Bars where she felt doing a giant half. Like, I mean, it was her last event, maybe she was so tired, but typically, uh, gymnast has enough stamina to pull out um, a full uneven bar routine without falling on a giant half. Like, that, that moment should have been a big red flag about the situation that she was passing through and we didn't notice it at day two she only competed i think at two events and she withdrew because apparently she has stomachal problems but now i don't think it was stomachal problems i think it was but the rhabdomyolysis she was sick of it she was like she was so weak about the the seal and the fact that Maggie Haney did nothing until the training selection comes for worlds that it was on late September is really concerning because she spent four months having rhabdomyolysis without being public that she has this condition which is that's not right, okay? It, that's far from right. And it's scary. I'm glad that she is banned from USAG, but she can still train gymnasts, which is... She should be in jail. Uh, I, I mean, she should be arrested by everything that she has done. Also, um, there's a summary of all the complaints, basically, of her uh, and the omissions that she um, that she didn't present, like failing to follow policies, procedures, and protocols on how a gymnast should train while it's injured, failing to provide a safe gym environment, no following preparations for gymnastics skills. She refused to expose to, to spot, um, sorry, 
I lost the page. She refused to spot gymnast while there were like on uneven bars. When they were doing like new skills, she refused to spot them, which caused some injuries. Uh, also, she ignored gymnast complaints of pain and physical signs of injury and ignored doctors' recommendations and medical restrictions for injured gymnasts, which is like, it's horrible. And those are only the physical demands. The psychological goes signs body shaming, promotion of unhealthy eating and weight loss habits, promotion of amenorrhea or amenorrhea, sorry. The promotion of amenorrhea, which is the absence of menstrual period in a woman with a reproductive age. Basically, uh, she told their gymnast that... Um, If they were were in if they were having their period, they were weaker. So the gymnasts start to hide that they were on their periods, and eventually some of them stop having the period, which is so concerning. Like they're pre-pubescent or pubescent athletes. Like how do you force them to stop? having a menstrual period I mean that's sick also uh, bullying gymnasts shaming on gymnasts including Macusker in from on in front of other gymnasts and the repeat belittling of gymnasts including Riley McCasker uh, either way I'm going to let the link for all of the document on the bio Uh, bio description on the description of the podcast uh, it's so concerning <laughs> to be honest it's so horrible to see what she did to this young gymnast and we need to stop this like because we know that it's not only Maggie Haney who does this uh, plenty of other coaches do this and it's so scary and not only on gymnastics I mean so many disciplines have these problems um, even on on figure skating this is pretty common and it's horrible it's something that needs to stop we need to stop with the bullying culture that it has been built on these sports like for so many decades and we need to start changing this now Another new that I didn't mention because I just saw it was Lian Wong doing an Amanor ball like the queen she is. It's like girl. Yes, that's it. Okay. <laughs> so now that basically I cover all the news, let's move to the topic of this week. Yes. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. In my mind, I think it's a good idea to um, doing like this distribution of the podcast. Like, first of all, start doing like a summary of everything we're going to see. Then start speaking about the news that happened on the week. And then uh, choose a topic related to gymnastics or figure skating or both. And talk about it. And it's like a chit chat, you know, nothing too serious. 
but yeah a topic except that for example next week that is Wrestle Cup the topic of the week is going to be my review of the competition but when there is no competition it's going to be something more chill okay so what is the topic of this week as uh, this is my first episode I'm just starting with this with this project um, that is something completely new that I hope it's going to be like great you know um, well I thought it was a good idea to speak about how did it start to get into the gymnastics and the figure skating world because uh, now I'm starting with this podcast but obviously before any of that I start to be like uh interest on those sports and i think it's a nice topic i mean maybe most of you guys don't care about my life but i think it's a nice story like and i'm going to share some of my favorite gymnasts some of my favorite skaters and why are they pretty important to me and obviously i'm going to mention some things that are related to this podcast about what to expect about it why why the name uh why my multiple instagram accounts and that stuff so let's get started with this so Uh, before I tell like all my story about uh, being related with gymnastics mostly, um, I need to put you in context. I became a gymnastics fan. Well, I started to watch gymnastics when I was seven years old, I think, back in 2010. Okay. But before I saw my first gymnastics competition, I was like in this thought that um, gymnastics, you that's for girls, which totally different from that. I was young, I was stupid, but you know those things happen. I think back then the only sport I was into it was diving. Because it was a sport with Mexican representation, and I'm Mexican, so... And I don't like football. Well, soccer. I don't like soccer. Uh, I think it's boring. Um, and, like, most of the male Mexican people are like, You don't like football. Oh, you're gay. And, well, not that many friends, but <clears throat> whatever. The thing is that I was into diving, I knew all of the scoring system, like, I saw a dive and I was like, it's going to get, like, mid-eights, high nine, mid-eights, low nine, things like that, you know? And it's like, mm, okay, that's interesting. But, uh, well, that was the thing. Back then, um, it was 2010, and 2011, uh, the Pan American Games were set on Guadalajara, which is a city uh, two hours apart from where I live. So I remember my brother went to a conference there, I don't remember why. But he went back with, uh, with a toy of one of the of the pets of the Pan American Games. I 
I remember, if I remember correctly, there were three that were uh, Leo, Gucci, and Gabo. Leo was the one with the toy he bought, um, and yeah, it it was a lion. Then it was um, Gabo, who is an agave plant, the same plant that is uh, used to produce tequila. And Uichi, it was a deer, I think. And she was a woman, she was pink, I think. I'm colorblind, sorry. Uh, well, point is that um, there were like descriptions of each of the of these of these pets. And the witch's one said like she was a gymnast. And I was like, gymnastics, you and my sister like, what did you say? And I was like, you <laughs> Um, so she took uh, like a little info book that uh, my brother also brought to my house about all the disciplines of the Pan American Games and she found a picture of a Ripnik gymnast doing I think it was a ship jump and she um, she stared at me and then showed me that picture and she was like this is gymnastics and I was like okay that's not you so I was like okay that's nice and I kind of changed my mind but I never watched gymnastics back then but then one day like I can remember obviously the month or something like that um I was like zapping into the television And I saw that a gymnastics competition was being streamed. Uh, that competition, in fact, was the 2010 World Gymnastics Championships. And the first gymnast I saw there was Alia Mustafina from Russia, who was the all-around champion uh, of that year. And she has been the last an American gymnast to win the all-around title which is impressive um, when I saw her I totally fell in love <laughs> to be honest um, not only because she was beautiful and she's still being actually she's prettier than before but um, I fell in love with her gymnastics overall like she flies all the way over the bar like with those releases her inverse were perfect her lines were perfect then on balance beam she was doing an ascending Arabian and I was like what the heck is that I don't know but I love it and I was like totally impressed by her like really really impressed by what she was doing And then on floor, she had this routine with Hijo de la Luna that lately became one of my favorite songs by the time. And she was amazing. I fell in love totally. Then I got obsessed, like with her specifically. At the point that, uh, like, uh, two or yeah like two years two years after that that i still like traumatized by her a little bit uh i mean it was the only gymnast i pretty much knew but uh back then like uh, i had a notebook uh, and the cover was only with mustafina's pictures and one of myself which was a little bit scary but i was young again and stupid
but that is the thing so but they but by that point i was like totally obsessed um i don't remember that much of the london olympics i mean i think i i saw them but nothing too relevant on my life to be honest uh and if i saw them i was only there for mustafina that's it Uh, and then uh, my mother told me like, okay, you like so much Mustafina, but have you ever seen something about Nadia Comaneci? Because Nadia Comaneci is the only gymnast that the Mexican people know. That's it. I say it and I hate it, but you know, it's basically the only gymnast the Mexican people knows. And it's kind of frustrating because we're not in the 70s, like, you know. But thing is that I search up for Nadia Comaneci and well, first of all, I think my first impression was that it was completely different, the gymnastics back then, like the bolt was not a table, it was like pommel horse without the pommel. Um, And then, like, uneven bars were way too close together. Um, and Floor did even, didn't even have springs. And I was like, okay, this is cool. And I saw her. I think it was the first thing that I saw from her was her uh, floor exercise from the 1978 American Cup. And I was like, okay, this is cool. Especially double tuck because uh, it was a double tuck. <laughs> I mean, I was like, wow, what a fantasy to do that. But well, thing is that I got obsessed with Nadia Komanich too. It was really nice. She was an important part of my like environment being a gymnastics fan. But then I like... I somehow I stopped watching like old competitions and that stuff. Um, by the time the Rio Olympics came, I remember watch gymnastics, but I think only qualifications to watch Alexa Moreno, who is a gymnast from Mexico. And I was like, cool, I remember her like pulling out her tongue after I don't remember if it was bars of the or beam and I was like oh my god she's a, she's nice she's nice and yeah I think that was my only connection with gymnastics back then I obviously knew about Timon Biles and I was like okay that's amazing uh but yeah it was like everything from that time But then, like, I think it was around 2016 that I started to dance because of a TV show called The Next Stand. I'm not going into the details of that, but I started to dance. So I was watching dancing, like, all day or dancing by myself. I'm a self-talk dancer, so I was, like, searching for inspiration. And then, I don't know how, don't ask me how, but a video of Olga Corbett came to my YouTube suggestions. And I was like, oh my gosh, gymnastics, and this is all kind of nice. And I saw her floor routine, and I was obsessed, totally obsessed, because her 1972 floor routine is amazing, brilliant. 
And I was like, wow, this is so cool. And then I saw her bar routine where she made the corbel sleeve that is Van from today's COP. Um, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like, she was doing that. And now it's been like, how iconic. Um, needs to be an element to be banned <laughs> and I was like yes I love this I'm here for it then I saw Ludmila Turijeva and I was like okay she's the opposite to Olga but she's still amazing she's so well again um, especially I like on bars her like her toe on and one and a half pirouette on the bar and it was amazing And I was like, okay, this is cool. This is cool too. And then again, I went back to Nadia Kalmanich and I started to see like all the development of gymnastics. Then I discover um, sport everywhere and artistic gymnastics that are two YouTube channels related to the gymnastics. And I was like, okay, this is so cool. Then I eventually started watching most of all-time gymnastics, like uh, Daniela Siliwash, um, this girl, Elena Shishinova, and all of those great gymnasts. But I'm not going to talk about that much about Shilvas and Shishinova because mm, my plan is to uh, dedicate a podcast only for her 1988 Olympics because iconic. Well, the point is that by time, this is, um, well, now on the time we're on 2017, that it was when the Montreal World Championships took place. And um, I found the live stream of the FIG, and I saw like a little bit of Ellie Black and Morgan Hurt and I was like, oh my gosh, she's amazing. Especially with Morgan because it's like, oh my gosh, she wore glasses while she's performing like double talk. <laughs> because double talk was like the only skill I knew that he but who cares about that? And I was like, okay, this is cool. This is really cool to be honest. And then I realized she was like a uh, world champion and I was like, oh my gosh, amazing. What an achievement for her. Good for her. But still, I was more concerned about um, old school gymnastics. And I was like, okay, this is cool. <laughs> But then in 2018, I saw Angelina Milnikova. Especially at the nationals, uh, Russian nationals from 2018, where she grabbed the goal of all five contention points all around, vault, bars, beam, and floor. And I was like, iconic. I, I mean, she's iconic. She wants a gold medal on everything. Like, what is this? And then I found out that Alia Mustafina also competed uh, at nationals that year. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. But I fell in love with Melnikova. Like, I mean, she was not the greatest gymnast back then. She has improved a lot, in fact. 
but I fell in love with her, especially with her flow routine, because her flow routine of that, that year was with Despacito, and I was like, Despacito, I mean, I hate that song, but it was cool, because it was like a cello version, I think, and I was like, mmm, you got this girl, point is that I saw her then I saw the European Championships because she was there and I started to be involved so much on modern gymnastics more than on old school I mean I still uh, watching old school gymnastics like a lot but I started to in fact like the modern gymnastics uh so yeah i watched the european championships and then i saw like the floor final where i was so mad because um Gelia didn't even medal there she was in fifth place and i was like she was perfect what are you talking about but i saw melanie de jesus dos santos rocking it or selim van herner doing her a cart floor routine that with that makeup that it was amazing and I mean I fell in love totally with that sport then I saw the 2018 world I was able to see uh, Simone Biles compete I watched um, Morgan Hurt then obviously Alexa Moreno winning the first world medal for female Mexican gymnast which was such an achievement and then I saw Gelia being robbed of the bronze medal at the floor final and yeah I mean to me it was so amazing those were like the first world championships that I watched complete and I fell in love totally I think it was a point when I say like gymnastics is my favorite sport right now then uh, we move on into uh, March 9th, 2019, where I decided to open an Instagram account uh, of fans of Angelina Melnikova. And I was like, mm, this, could, this could work, this could work. And yeah, I started posting pictures of her. It was by the time of Russian Nationals, again. And to me, it was amazing. Like, she was amazing. She was stunning. Well, not that much in that nationals, but I mean, I fell in love with her and I started posting like, I think at least my, my requirement is like to make three posts a day, <laughs> at least. And those, there were days where I post like five pictures, but my account started like growing so much. Especially after I started to talk with Andra, that is one of my closest friends. Uh, she's at Goddess of Gymnastics um, on Instagram. I started to talk to her and we become really good friends. And she promoted my account and I started to growing up. Uh, I mean, I think uh, the fact that I'm here, like recording teas, uh, like being that... Like being so excited for having a gymnastics podcast. It has to be so much with with her because she promoted my account. I grew up on Instagram because of her and maybe if I will never well if I didn't grow up for her uh I wouldn't be here. I don't know if I explained that, but thank you so much for that. 
uh, I love you so much. Then I create um, the gymnastics account, but it wasn't gymnastics. It was called Fanboy of Gymnastics. Um, and I just basically post pictures of so many athletes and it was like pretty much that. But I lost the motivation like after a few a few times. And yeah, it was that. But then I met um, at Amazing Jolina on Instagram, aka Angela, <laughs> uh, aka Morameka. Which um, also, in fact, has uh, an Angelina Melnikova fan account. And we end up being like really good friends because she was from Peru. And well, we speak in Spanish and we are like, well, we get well with each other. And she also has this account that I don't remember what's the name right now. But it was a fun account of Yevgenia Medvedeva. I knew Yevgenia Medvedeva because in May of 2019, I was searching for inspiration and I found her um, Nocturne Show program and I was like, okay, this is cool. And I used the Nocturne music, but it was like, oh, okay, I didn't pay that much attention to her. But then Angela <laughs> made me to watch uh, Senia's 2019 World Free Skate and comparing with Sagitova's 2019 World Free Skate. And I was like, Senia wins. Even though I love Carmen, Senia wins. <laughs> Because, I mean, let's be honest, uh, Alina's 2018-2019 programs weren't the best thing that happened to this world. And that's it. But yeah, basically, it was that. It, that was my first share with the pure skating community. And then the, uh, the Grand Prix season started. And I was like totally running for Yevgenia Medvedeva and Elisabetta Tutkamisheva. Because I saw Elizabeth Tutkamisheva performance at the 2019 World Team Trophy that she was stunning, especially on the catwalk part when she does like the spread eagle slash almost a cantilever and with the fist pumps and I was like, yes, girls, sell that. And it was amazing. To be honest, it was amazing. And I was reading for them, but then eventually I was mm, watching... I started watching, like, uh, the trios, Alexandra Trusova, Anna Sherbakova, uh, Aliona Kostornaya, plus Alina Sagitova, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. I was like... This is so cool. And then I eventually start to paying attention to jumps. Then I um then I discovered Yusuru Hanyu and I became a fan you in like two minutes. Because who doesn't become a fan you in two minutes? If we're honest, like what are you doing with your life if you didn't become a fan you in two minutes? That's it. 
that's all I need to say. But well, I started to follow like so many uh, skating fan accounts and that stuff, and I was like, okay, this is cool. And then as we we go to the creation of gymnastics. That it was at the beginning of September because um, I was kind of heartbroken at the point that I deleted my social media. <laughs> well, not my social media, but WhatsApp. So I was like spending my time on Instagram, but there weren't that many things to post on Melnikova fan. So I was like, I want to start a pure skating account. But I didn't want to open a new account because I have like seven different ones. And I was like, you know, I can use this one that it was Fanboy of Gymnastics. And mixing gymnastics with figure skating, I think it could be nice. And that's when the idea of gymnastics come. I posed a picture of Aliona Kostornaya drawing her jacket to a Beritze. And... I put on my profile picture a picture of uh, Evgenia Medvedeva with Daria Spiridonova and um, I was like which one is going to be the name and I thought like okay we can I can use the gymnastics but at the eyes on the middle representing figure skating and it's going to sound almost like gymnastics being gymnastics and I was like Greatest name ever. I am a genius. So I changed the name of the account and I started to post things between skating and gymnastics. And well, then somehow I end up with the wish of doing a podcast. And here I am. <laughs> so what do you expect of this podcast? My intention with this is being everything that gymnastics. Fran and the skating lesson are not because I'm going to be worse. That's all I need to say. Okay, no, never mind. Uh, my point is like, just have fun with this because those are the sports that I love and um, having the opportunity to share my passion. Having the opportunity, the opportunity to share my passion to you guys. I think it's really amazing. And, well, I hope you're liking this podcast, to be honest. The idea is, like, share news, uh, discuss dramas, because we know Russian dramas are here to be discussed. Not, like, be ignored. And, yeah, like, review competitions and share my passion, basically. So, I hope you can follow me on this journey. Um, if you have suggestions or whatever, you can obviously send me a DM on both of my accounts. Either way, I'm going to put them on the description of this podcast, as well as the timestamps, obviously. And yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> So, thank you so much, guys, for taking a look at this. And if you want to give me your suggestions, obviously, be free to do it. I will be so pleased to have a feedback about what am I doing, what I can do better, and that kind of stuff. 
this podcast is also up in so many platforms uh it's up on spotify google podcast breaker pocket cast and radio public i never thought it will be that much <laughs> and hopefully um eventually i can put it on more platforms that will be amazing and yeah that's it uh thank you for listening and if you want it Uh, well, I hope you can hear me next week. Oh, and a special thanks to the people who share my podcast. As soon as the trial was up, I'm so glad that you gave me an opportunity with this. I'm trying not to disappoint you, but at the same time, I'm just trying to be happy with myself, with what I'm doing. But, I mean, that's it. Like, have a good day, a good life, and see you next time. Bye.